Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Oceans Unlocked, episode number seven. Episode seven. Let's go. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about life on the reef. Voted on Instagram as usual. You know the drill. Mm -hmm. Um, Hit up our Instagram if you want to be part of the vote. Oceans Unlocked or one word. But you should know this by now. (laughs) Yeah, you're in episode seven. Yeah. So... We have briefly mentioned coral reefs before in episode one in Coasts. And if you haven't heard that, then go and check that out. It'll give you a brief little overview of what we're going to be talking about today, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to kick us off with some I, I think sound? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm going to be talking about the sound on the reef. Now, you, you are probably thinking... Well, let's let's imagine coral reefs. They're you think in okay. tropical places. Mm-hmm. So we're going to Australia, we're going Ooh. to Indonesia, and you think it's really pristine, which some places are still, really luxurious. But when you go down onto the reef and you submerge yourself, it's surprisingly loud. Mm. Now we do have an audio clip, which we can throw in now. <laughs> Um, but the coral reefs is actually one of the noisiest places in the ocean and the reason for this is because of a tiny well one of the reasons in some reefs is a tiny little shrimp oh what is this shrimp called well it has a couple names it's, it's either a pistol shrimp or a snapping shrimp okay and these well collectively these shrimps can drown out some of the larger animals, even blue whale calls, mm. um, even mess with sonar on submarines. Um, so that's just a little, what's it called, insight on how um, how loud they can be, how loud they can be. Okay. Now, researchers have actually used this sound to assess the health of reefs. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking conditions are getting worse and worse. Um, Animals are going to leave these reefs and try and find other areas to live. So the louder a reef, the healthier it is, basically. Now, I'm going to run you through why these shrimp are some of the loudest on the reef. Okay. They have a cl- like one specific claw on the right-hand side that they use to hunt their prey. <clears throat> now, this creates... This, it's, it's, it's Obviously, it works like a normal claw. It snaps, but this claw is very powerful. It can close at over 100 kilometers an hour. Um, and it's not the actual noise of the claw closing that's creating the sound. Mm-hmm. It can close its claw so fast that it rips apart the water, creating water oh vapor. My God. And the real damage is done is when the water rushes back together to fill this gap and um, creates the snapping noise, is what you hear. Okay. Now, the implosion of this bubble. Um, creates temperatures up to 4,000 degrees. Oh my god. And to put that, to put that into perspective, mm-hmm. that is warmer than the surface of the sun. So wow. This shrimp can create temperatures of over 4,000 degrees to stun or even kill its prey within, with one snap of its claw. Wow. Which, yeah, is pretty amazing. So the noise we played is the little little frying, it's like a frying pan, you know when you a little bacon, <laughs> you fry it up, that's the noise of just thousands of these shrimp hunting in, in a small area. 
Okay. Now, this is actually quite important for some species, as, like I said earlier, it's so loud that it can drown out other whale noises. This is also a great way for fish and other organisms to locate reefs. So juveniles, if they're out in deeper ocean, they might not be too far from the reef, but they can swim towards this noise to try and find refuge. Or on the other scale, predators can use it to try and snap up a, snap up a bit of dinner. So life on the reef isn't as peaceful as it may seem. Ooh, and you know why that is? <laughs> Go on. Because there are so many different organisms. Mm. Obviously, you've got your special shrimp, but yeah, special the abundance shrimp. of um, <laughs> the abundance of organisms on coral reefs is like no other. The biodiversity there is top notch. Through the roof. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about food webs and ecosystems and. That may sound boring, but I'm going to make it interesting to everyone to understand. Okay. So, a food web is consistent of all the food chains in one ecosystem. And each living thing in an ecosystem is part of multiple food chains. So, all of these organisms are interlinked in some way. Lots of connectivity. Yeah. So, each food chain is one possible path that energy and nutrients may take as they move through the ecosystem. And the energy starts with primary producers. So, what Sam, are they? Sam, do you know what a primary producer is? Um, no, please tell me. <laughs> so, producers make up the first trophic energy level. <laughs> so, a producer, also known as an autotroph, is an organism that produces its own energy and nutrients usually through photosynthesis. So in this case of a coral reef, usually the primary producer is the photosynthetic organism known as zooxanthellae. So these are like plants? It, yeah, it's an algae, yeah. yeah. So basically a plant, um, which is coupled with the coral polyp, which makes up a coral. Yeah. But anyway, the actual prime producer part of it is the zooxanthellae. So moving on from here, you have primary consumers. So an example of this on the reef, you've got crabs, the urchins and sponges. They all feed on the algae. Yeah. Um, so they're all herbivores and usually in most cases primary consumers are only herbivores but they can sometimes be omnivores but that's really unlikely yeah. um, so if you if you remove one of these creatures from the reef it would mean that the algae would grow out of control and it would become unhealthy because yeah. the whole process of eutrophication would occur and I think we've mentioned this in a previous yeah. podcast so I won't go over it again but anyway that is the basis, primary consumers are very important to keep the algae under control. Yeah. So after that, you've got your secondary consumers. So these are usually carnivores, but again, they can also be omnivores. Um, so you've got, for example, you've got wrasse, butterfly fish, trigger fish, mm-hmm. and goat fish. Goat fish. Just to name a few. Um, so these can be omnivores because they can eat the algae, but also they prefer to eat like the crabs and the sea yeah. urchins and that kind of thing. 
Um, so yeah, well, also they like to eat sea worms or sea snails. They have quite a, a vast diet. Yeah, varied. So you'll see varied these diet. fish kind of picking at the reef, like a bit like how you see chickens eating seed. Mm. It's kind of that motion. Or in the case of a goatfish, they basically rummage in the seabed. So they're more of a aggressive feeder. Yeah. Um, anyway, after this, you've got your tertiary consumers, which are basically the top predators, and they only really eat like other carnivores. Yeah. So the, sec- um, the, the level below. Yeah. So they they prey on the secondary consumers. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, these predator prey relationships are what make up the food web. Um, and different predators eat different kinds of prey until a top predator is reached. Um, and so the top predator is basically at the top of the food chain and it doesn't have any predators of its own. So they are basically, they help to control most of the reef as well. Basically, if you didn't have one part of any of the food chains, it would just all collapse eventually. Yeah. Um, oh, and I also want to mention detritivores and decomposers as the last. You could say they are the bottom of the food chain, but also could be seen at the top um, as they complete the cycle of energy through the food web. So these are the organisms that consume dead organic material. So if a top predator was to die and fall to the bottom of the ocean, then the detritivores would basically consume it and they would break down this dead organic material and return the nutrients to the sediment and then the whole thing starts again. So the producers take this um, and use it in photosynthesis to create energy and the whole cycle is complete. And an example of this in the coral reef is a sea cucumber, is a detritivore. Oh, yeah. If you didn't know that, those little weird shaped squidgy animals <laughs> yeah. that you don't want to step on because they look a bit strange. So yeah, that's my part of explaining the life on the reef. You've got, you can see from each perspective what you would have to do to build that ecosystem all together. Yeah. That's great. Um, I am going to take a more serious approach now. Okay. Um, because you can't have a coral reef episode without talking about the rehabilitation and mitigation of some of these anthropogenic activities that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, a little first liner that I'll take, hopefully I'll take home would be, life on earth would not be the same without life on reefs. A little, uh, little Ooh, thing I came up with. Yeah, no. Have a think about that. <laughs> I'll, and I'll explain why now. So, 40% of our population live within 100 kilometers of the sea. That is two, about two and a half billion people. Okay. Now, 90% of the natural protection, protecting the land, so protecting pretty much the people living in this area, is done by coral reefs. For example, lots parts of Florida just wouldn't exist without um, these coral reefs. And if you think to Australia, um, the most famous barrier reef, obviously found there, the Great Barrier Reef, yeah, um, which explains 
pretty much what there's lots of these barrier reefs around it's not just australia doesn't it's not the only great barrier reef mm. the barrier reef is named this because it acts as a barrier okay with many small islands and for example florida to protect it from many storm surges or flooding in general now um just in the u.s Corals preve- um, prevent more than $5.3 billion worth of flooding damage. Mm. So, this is pretty self-explanatory, but as we get less corals, it's going to be more costs for mm. coastal communities. And if you think to how much money your area or your country already spends on storm defences and flooding defences, this could be solved both by... Well, not solved, but... Mit- uh, mitigated more by increasing the coral reefs, which obviously has so many other benefits. Mm. Now we're on the talk of numbers. Um, the fishery industry would collapse completely without these coral reefs. Tens of thousands of species would go extinct. Now the fishery industry worldwide is worth two hundred forty-six billion dollars oh worldwide. So. I'm not saying we would lose all of our fisheries, but that would be significantly cut. Mm. Um, and some countries pretty much depend on fisheries for their whole economy. Um, and this isn't including ecological losses as well, um, which would obviously be devastating too. Now, that was just a, a little depressing note to end on, I know. <laughs> but this is why... They are so important and why we want to yeah. do some of these episodes. So we, did the, what we said before, the first episode, we, we, we talked about coral reefs and we want to do a whole, I mean, we could do a whole series on coral reefs. Yeah. They're, they're incredible and We need to protect vital. them exactly. and we're just trying to get awareness out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the things we talk about, most things need protection in the ocean these days. Yeah. Um, and you've probably heard about many charities that... Yeah, I've already said what we're saying, but we need to. If if one extra person hears about this and thinks twice about doing one thing, then it's worth talking yeah. about. It's worth Definitely. worth doing. And there's many charities um, that are trying to rebuild reefs, like um, one I follow is Reefscapers. They're in the Maldives. They're setting um, frames down and putting coral fragments on that that grow from these from these. Um, frames and hopefully rebuild a reef so we can leave links to them maybe in in a post and uh, you can go check them out because they're doing a really good job over there um but that's all we we really wanted to cover just a little little insight to what life is like on the reef reef. (laughs) thank you for for listening yet again yet again and if you want to check out any of the other episodes they're all on the spotify page easy to find since you're already here, you've yeah. probably checked a couple out. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you would have listened to all of them by now. Surely. So, yes. <laughs> okay, right. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.